Darling, didn't anyone ever tell you the rules you use to judge yourself aren't real? Hello there. Hello. It's Rebecca Biggie. I am the founder of the Body Image Solution. We are an organization building up a generation of women who are confident in their natural bodies. And it is a pleasure. It is a joy. It is an honor. Truly, I'm actually not being sarcastic in that. It sounds like I was, but I do mean it. It is an honor to be an influence on you right now for you to be listening to this. Thank you. That's not something I take lightly. And before we dive in, I just want to challenge you today. Please take notice of what the sky is doing. Like wherever you're at, look at the sky. Whenever I start to feel down or any kind of way about my body, about my life, about my career, about my choices, about just anything. I look at the sky. I look at the sunset. I look at just the the magnitude of the world we live in and how insignificant my problems really are in the grand scheme of things. And like the same power that made the beauty of the sunset also made me and my life. And that's a cool thing to think about. So I'm just going to give you that to start out with. Look at the sky, the sunrise, the sunset. Just noticing things that are going on in nature will solve a lot of your feelings of anxiety. Just look at nature, notice what's going on, you know? That's a really good place to start. Another place to start with body anxiety. I don't know if you knew this. There is an online program. It is an eight-week course you can sign up for right now. It's called The Body Image Solution. Go to thebodyimagesolution.com right now and check out that program if you want to go into a deeper dive to where this type of relationship with your body came from. How did it get so toxic? How do we get rid of that toxicity? Toxicity in how you view your body. Well, guess what? It's going to be different for everyone. So that's why going through a program like that is going to help. Obviously, the podcast is a great place to start, but that's, that's the place to end it once and for all, right? So thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get into it. Get into it. So this episode, I'm going to take some time with you today to discuss health and exercise and what we're actually doing here and, and what this is supposed to look like. Because what we can't do is say, diets don't work. 
diets are dumb, you know, get rid of the diet. And we can't say don't exercise and stop going to the gym and all of those things. Like there has to be a balance if we want to have true physical health. Everyone's on some type of diet, right? Everyone has to exercise and move their body consistently, regularly to be healthy. But what does healthy look like? What does healthy mean? Like, I I think it's crazy that we're at a point in society where like, we don't even know anymore. I am so exhausted by all the different diets that people recommend like being the best for you, whether it's paleo or doing intermittent fasting or veganism, you know, plant-based diets, which is what I am usually on. But at the end of the day, there's just the word diet is very emotionally triggering for so many people because culture has made it that way. But if we want to, if we want to be real and we want to be healthy, like everybody's on some type of diet and you can't say that diets don't work because that's an oversimplification of what's really going on with someone's health goals and their body. So of course, diets can work. But how do you define diet and how do you define work? That's the problem. That's the problem. So typically when we say diets don't work, what we mean is these fad diets where you're cutting calories like crazy and you're trying to drop 15 pounds in 15 days and keep it off, right? That doesn't work. That won't work. It has never worked. (laughs) It doesn't work, right? That's what we have been told is a diet. And that's what we have been told is when you know a diet works. But... What we really want and and what I'm working to promote is sustainable routines and practices that if you continue doing this for the rest of your life, it will be good for your body. That in and of itself eliminates probably 90% of the diets out there. Because so many of these diets are designed to be these short-term, quick wins of cutting calories like crazy, working out like crazy, and then a few weeks later, you're like starving and and malnourished, and and then you gain it all back, obviously, because your body's like, what the hell are you doing to me? Roger, zero G, and I feel fine. So really, you have to ask yourself, what would it look like for this to work? What does that mean? How would it feel for this to work? Like for me, a diet that is working is one that one, I enjoy. I enjoy the food I get to eat. Two, I could do this for the rest of my life and it would be healthy. And three, it's not something that's going to cut me off from experiencing and connecting with like the people in my life. So I hate it. It always makes me so sad. When, you know, a person is like on a diet and they can't eat the same food as everyone else at the dinner table. 
that just like it breaks my heart every time I see that I'm just like can you can we find a way that we can all share the same meal because food helps you connect to the people you're eating with it does and so that's why like you know even if you do have certain dietary restrictions like legitimate dietary restrictions like an allergy or an intolerance preparing food or ordering food that everyone can eat is an inclusive mindful choice so that it's not like one person is stuck in the corner eating carrots and celery because they're vegan and everyone else is having like cheesy mashed potatoes and turkey I don't know why I'm talking about this right now but you know what I mean like be mindful of what other people eat and have it so that everyone can share the same food because that helps bring you together. So when we think of body types and what actual healthy body types look like, I think it's really interesting as, as a fitness example to look at all the different types of Olympic athletes Look at all the body types of different Olympic athletes. No one can say that these people are unhealthy, right? They can't be like, oh, this person is overweight and unhealthy. Yeah, well, they're an Olympic swimmer. So um, are they like, <laughs> are they overweight and unhealthy? Or do you have a weird, narrow view of what healthy looks like? I'm going to guess it's the second one because for the majority of our lives, we have been told that being thin at all costs is what is healthy for women. And it's just not like, and I think we all, we know this, like in our mind, logically, we know this, but in our daily actions and in our feelings, we still feel like, oh, but if I was a little thinner, ooh, but if this part was a little different, oh. So looking at the different body types of Olympic athletes sheds some light on just the diversity of what health can really look like, which is great. That's a great thing. So what I would do if, well, this is what I did when I, back when I did struggle with like body image or whatever, I found an example of a woman who had a similar body type to me who was healthy. And I said, okay. I think this is kind of the expectation that I should have for my body. It shouldn't be some expectation that I came up with based on different cultural influences. I shouldn't be expecting myself to look like someone with completely different genetics. But, you know, this is probably kind of the the idea that I should hold loosely and have in mind. But really, if, if from a diet and exercise perspective, you can honestly say to yourself, yeah, I mean, I routinely get exercise for my body. I'm moving my body on a routine basis. I'm eating food that is healthy, you know, like I don't even want to say healthy, but like, cause that can be emotionally like triggering too, uh, like bad food versus good food or healthy food versus junk food. Like if on the whole you're eating well, you're 
nourishing your body in a way that like a healthy adult will, you know, like you can't be like, eating candy all day and be like, oh, I don't understand why I'm like not healthy. So if you can be honest with yourself about your eating habits, about your exercise habits, about your sleeping habits, how much alcohol you drink, how much water you drink, the amount of stress you have in your life, if all those other factors are like trending in a good direction, then however your body looks, like for a certain amount of time, right? So like if you're, if you've got, you're sleeping well, you're eating well, you are drinking in moderation and and getting enough water, your stress levels are somewhat normal. If you can maintain that for six months, your body is going to adjust. And I bet when I just said six months, some of you damn near fell out of your chair. (laughs) Six months? (laughs) Yes, six months. It took my body five months to adjust to being able to run a marathon. So your body's going to take some time to adjust to these new habits, to these new routines that you have. Maybe your routine right now is ridiculous. Like you're working out for hours every single day. You're eating next to nothing. Like that's not healthy either. And just because you may look like some of these women you see on Instagram or in magazines, if you still look at magazines, it doesn't mean that you are being healthy. Healthy is about your habits, about your routine about what your baseline looks like. Healthy is not about perfectly following different rules that you made up to make yourself feel good or bad about how well you're tracking for this diet or this exercise program. You're in this forever. You can't like mess it up. You're always doing something for the relationship for your body. So like eating pizza on a Friday night does not ruin any of the things you did throughout the week to create a healthy baseline for your body. It doesn't. It doesn't. Now, if you eat pizza on Friday night and then say the hell with it and eat pizza every single day for the next five days, okay. Then now you've taken a more significant step back. But again, you can't mess this up. You can always decide, you know what? I'm going to make a different decision. But honestly, I think eating pizza to having some wine, like the bread, the carbs, like those are some of the things for me that make life so enjoyable. And they make me so happy. And that's okay. And that is part of a healthy routine. I have my favorite wine a few nights a week. Yeah, I do. And I eat carbs and I eat pizza and I eat whatever, you know, like vegan stuff. As often as I feel compelled to do so. And the funny part about it is the more I get into my, I'll call it healthy routine, the less tempted I am to eat outside of that routine. I'll for sure do it once in a while, once in a while. But it's not this all-consuming thought that I have of like, oh my gosh, what if I just like 
what if I just ate this? What if I just had this? No, it's not because I know that it's always an option for me. If you take something completely off the table, you're going to want it more than if you just put some boundaries and and restrictions around it. Like moderation over everything, right? Like don't tell yourself, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Because then your willpower is going to go away at some point. And then you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. And you do it. And then you feel bad. But what I did, what I switched to and what works for me and what works for a lot of people, and this is what works, because <laughs> clearly what you're doing isn't working if you're always giving in, just let yourself have it if you want it. If you don't make certain food this like bad thing, you're not putting a lot of thought and energy and, and willpower around it. So if you remove that, and allow yourself the option, you can exercise that option when you want. But you can also just as easily not exercise it. And let me tell you, sometimes I think I really want a cupcake or whatever, and I end up eating like a couple bites of it. I'm like, you know what? That's actually enough for me. That actually satisfied the little craving that I had, and I don't feel like finishing it. But if I put it off and I wait and I say, no, I don't want to be bad. I can't eat that. Oh, no, no, no. Then when I do finally give in, I'm eating the whole thing. Maybe I'm eating two or three. Have you been there? Yeah, I know. Everybody has been there. <laughs> so that's what has worked. And and that's what real health looks like. Like, it's so strange to me that we've become this society that's like obsessed with food and we're obsessed with exercise. Like you shouldn't be obsessed with either of those things. You just, you shouldn't be like a healthy relationship with exercise or with food should not be an all consuming thing. You shouldn't spend a lot of your time thinking about it. You shouldn't spend a lot of your time planning around it or even doing it. If you start to obsess, that's when you know you've got an issue. So let's kind of switch it up and talk more about exercise. Like what does healthy exercise even look like? I used to think that exercise like didn't count unless I was at the gym. And that's not true. Like sometimes I'd be cleaning my house, moving around furniture, vacuuming, cleaning, whatever, all this stuff. And I felt like I got a good workout in, but then I would still feel guilty later. But it's like, oh, I didn't go to the gym today. It's like, yeah, no, I didn't go to the gym, but I cleaned my whole house. I was like working out the whole day. That counts. All movement counts. So remember that and kind of challenge yourself a little bit there if you start to think like, oh, I didn't do this today or oh, I didn't do that today. It's like, yeah, well, what did you do? Did you do something? Okay, well then, so maybe don't beat yourself up over it. And then instead of saying, oh, I didn't do this, start asking yourself, like, how can I fill in the blank? How can I get stronger? How can I improve my flexibility? How can I get some form of exercise for the next 10 minutes? How can I do that? When you ask yourself open-ended questions like that, your brain turns into problem-solving mode rather than beating yourself up mode. And this is a life lesson 
that you can take from the relationship with your body to the relationship with everything else. When you start to ask, how can I fill in the blank rather than I need to do this? I need to do that. Like that's never helpful. It's not, it's not a fun internal monologue to have. And it's also not helpful. So the way to help yourself is ask these questions. And sometimes it is okay if the answer is, I, I can't right now. Okay. Maybe tomorrow. You know, like don't make this such a big deal. But I bet your brain will find a way to problem solve for you and answer that question for you. How can I get a little bit of exercise in today? How can I get a little bit of movement, a little bit of flexibility just for the next 10 minutes? Or when can I do this today? Okay, then do that. But exercise can be as simple as going for walks. It can be weightlifting. It can be going on the treadmill, which I hate. Um, Unless it's like walking on the treadmill at an incline, then that feels a little better to me. But I will never run on a treadmill again. Oh my God. No, thank you. But find the things that you really enjoy and make sure you include stretching into the relationship with your body and what health really looks like like you gotta be you got to be flexible stretch out your hips stretch your hamstrings find a nice deep yoga stretch that you like to do and do it often because that's one overlooked part of your body's health is flexibility agility The more flexible you are, the less prone to injury you are. And that's something that's actually like worth something, right? Like having visible abs isn't worth much, but like being flexible and feeling good in your body because your muscles aren't all tight and like your hips are all tense, like that has actual value for you in your day to day. So I started incorporating stretching into my my fitness routine I don't do it enough I think I I have to find a way to to incorporate that a little bit more the last time I did it it was felt so good like it just it feels good too like if you find a good one take the time it is worth it invest that time to the relationship with your body to the health of your body and again ask yourself is this something that I could do for the rest of my life And it would be a good thing. Okay. Then do that. But these short-term diets, these crazy, like, remember P90X? Oh my God, I'm just thinking of this now. P90X was this, like, crazy fitness thing that you do, like, 90 days of this. Like, every single day you do this workout and they get harder and harder and harder. And by the end, you're just, like, ripped and shredded. And it's just, like... Okay, but do you actually need that? Do you actually need to be ripped and shredded? No, you don't. Like, unless you want to be a fitness model, which I'm not trying to be. And even today, you know, like today, the fitness models, they're not all ripped and shredded. We have become a little more inclusive and realistic, haven't we? So unless your job, your livelihood revolves around the way you look, You just really don't need to be looking like that, do you? You could just look normal 
You don't have to have like ripped, shredded muscles. Like for what? For what? For your own vanity. Yeah, that's what. And to me, it's just not worth it. I will take my bread and my wine and I will do my hip stretches and I will be healthy and happy until the day I die. And that's what I want for you too. That's what healthy looks like. Think about your height. That's a big factor too. Like, it's not just what you weigh. It's, it's how tall you are and what you weigh. And like your genetics and your muscle mass and everything. So again, pull up a picture. There's a picture they did a while ago of like the Olympic athletes. And you'll just see what I mean. That it's like these are all outrageously athletic people, healthy, you know, probably. I, don't, I can't speak to their like blood work, but healthy athletic people. And they all look so different. So like why are we thinking that we have to fit into the same mold? Of like one way to be healthy for like average people. No. Nope. Absolutely not. So that's what I have for you. Did you know? Did you know there is an episode coming out on Friday? We have Friday episodes on Confidently She. And if you are a subscriber on iTunes podcasts or Spotify... It's a $2.99 paid subscription. You get access to all the Friday episodes that I have posted and that will be posted. Just $2.99 a month. What a deal. Make sure you join that subscription so that I can see you on Friday for the episode. 